Hello and welcome to another episode of The Car Lounge. My name is Neil Kavanagh and with me is my partner in crime, Mr. Simon Dean. Bonjour. If you listened to episode one of The Car Lounge, thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you missed it, uh, go back and listen to it because Simon gave away some trade secrets. Um, and you too could become your very own stressed out, broke, classic car dealer. Yeah, you could, yeah. 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 It's very easy to do it, actually. Uh, now, last time we recorded, uh, Simon, we did it from the security of uh, two cars within your showroom so that we were socially distant. Yep. But we figured this time around, actually, do you know what? The car lounge is big enough for us to be socially distant in. It is. So we are now... We're in every corner of the room. We're in every corner of the yeah. car lounge the at car the lounge motor showroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. And last time we... Um, uh, we're here. The car that was in the car lounge was your very own Lamborghini Diablo, yeah. which we won't talk about today. It's not in it's case not, it's you not follow here, us on Instagram. It's not here today. It's she, not here today. She's, she's a little bit broken. Um, we'll talk about that maybe later on. Um, but the car that's in the car lounge today actually has a very similar engine capacity to the 5.7 litre V12 well, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, in your Diablo. Yeah, because yeah. it is... It's a 560 SEC. Which, for the nerds amongst us like me, is not a 5.6 litre. It is a 5,547cc That's right V8 They completely overinflated it There's the uh, nerd points Are are being racked up already Um, It is a gorgeous car uh, And the colour is actually Even better in in person I was a bit iffy about it But it's gorgeous No 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 It's petrol blue It's very very cool Unusual Not a lot of them respecting that And it has the Early It has like the velour interior The sport line interior Which is kind of cool I love how they made Cloth sound sexy well, Like they don't call it cloth It's called sports Sports velour Sports velour sports But that cloth. velour was dearer Than the automatic Than the Not the automatic That was dearer than leather mm. It was a dearer option Cozier Yeah it is Let's be honest It's, it's a bit difficult cozier. to wipe up stains out But it's good though Yeah um, Now I've <laughs> <laughs> Okay Right we're going that direction Um <laughs> I've already mentioned episode one about four times, but I'm going to mention it one last time just right now because uh, something I forgot to do in episode one, which I'm kicking myself over, is we were meant to talk about our motoring moment of the month. And basically, I think it's a good way to start the podcast. It is. We just kind of, you know, you're living a more interesting motoring life than I am these days. But, um, you know, just to talk about, we're at the end of March now. Yeah. um, And give us, what's what's been your highlight from the last month, motoring-wise? Lotus Exige. Yeah. Lotus Exige. Like, there's been loads of stuff True, We've had Ferraris, we had the Amazon, we've had the RS500, but for on-road capabilities, intake sound, just everything about Describe it. the intake sound to me, because I haven't heard it, but you, you, you described so it on the phone of, the other day. It's kind of like a... <laughs> Go on, do the noise. So it goes, it's like the VTEC nearly, so it's like... But at the, the same mic time... just distorted distorted <laughs> literally that bad but when you're in the cabin oh, it's, it's fucking because awesome. it's right behind your head it's awesome yeah it's yeah. awesome it's really cool and it's it. a toyota engine it is so you have reliability yeah there That's you go it. the car may fall apart around you but the engine will still be there at the end. <laughs> it's a gorgeous looking car yeah. my, my motoring moment i had to think long and hard about this because i'm living uh, the life of a hermit these days um is not actually driving a car it's not seeing a car it's something i got in the post and it contained some very rare body panels, fiberglass body panels, not for a car. For the old Marcos. Not for my mini Marcos. Oh. For my uh, early 1980s supercart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's scary fast. Um, I haven't driven it. It has a, it has a 125cc yeah, yeah. uh, air-cooled single-cylinder stro- two-stroke engine, six-speed gearbox. Apparently, these things do not 60 in four seconds and 130 miles an hour. 
Um, and actually, this is probably a good point to bring in uh, our very first guest on the car lounge, um, because I'm curious to know what his uh, motoring moment of the month is, because if you follow us on Instagram, I uh, tease this out or we tease it out on the, on the Dean Motors uh, account that he is a man of many hats um, because he is not only a motoring journalist with the Irish Times, he's also the founder and uh, motoring editor of Rev.ie. It's uh, the Irish Car Review website and he's operations and sporting director at Mondello Park and his name is Ian Beatty. Ian, welcome to the car lounge. Thank you, Neil. I'm delighted to be here and thank you to Simon for being the first guest. How special does it feel to be the very first guest on our podcast? I'm honoured. Go on, be honest. I am honoured. We'll have to get a picture at the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) You you really bigged them up there with the old intro. It was a serious introduction now. It was, yeah. Serious introduction. Uh, I I had to write it down and that's what what the hesitation was, trying to read it all and fit it all in. so, uh, Ian is sitting approximately five meters away from me. I didn't bring my glasses, so if you're smiling at me or frowning, I don't know. <laughs> but social we'll, distance. He's telling all, all that matters is I can hear you talking through the I'm microphone. Definitely social distance. Any, any further from you, I'll be on the road. <laughs> uh, no, but we thought you'd be a great uh, first guest for the podcast because you come from a very different world of reviewing uh, new cars, your involvement in Irish motorsport, and also, quite frankly, as people would have seen on Instagram as well, you've driven some shit cool cars uh, that we want to talk about at some stage during the podcast. Um, but before all that, drama. Oh, Your motoring moment of the month. My motoring moment of the month, ooh, probably last Friday, got to take out a Mark 1 Escort rally car on track. Yes. Uh, which came over from America last year, uh, Courtesy of John Campion. Courtesy of John Campion, yeah. Late John Campion, lovely, lovely guy. And um, yeah, it's been in in the collection only a few months and we haven't had a chance to get going. So last Friday, myself and Phil went down, got it started, took it out. And we have some good plans, exciting plans for that car. So uh, we just wanted to give it a quick run around. And yeah, that was my motor month. And it's a gorgeous, it's gorgeous looking, but it's been obviously built properly. Um, what engine's in it? Is it 1600? 1600 BDA. Yeah. Um, oh, good. Oh, you're talking about induction noise earlier. Oh on the man, it's mega, mega. Yeah, it's deafening inside actually. <laughs> <laughs> deadly. So uh, yeah, we have a little bit of work to do to it, and uh, it's beautiful. Like it's like a new build. It's it's pristine, it's fabulous. And John Campion, absolute legend. Um, you know, terribly oh. sad his passing. Um, he had some amazing cars. I mean, uh, like we're not just Ooh. talking. You know, he he was a, a huge fan of collecting um, cars associated historic uh, Irish cars associated with motorsport. But um, he was uh, known for his Martini liveried Lancias, Correct, yeah, load of um, Lancias, Group B, yeah, yeah. Group C, Le Mans cars. He was a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute yeah, and gentleman, collection. absolute gentleman, and he, um, of course, was at Mondello. Was it three years ago now for the twenty eighteen? Um, yes, three years ago for the fiftieth anniversary, and he brought yeah. over the ex Derek Daly Formula One car. So the the most Irish Formula One car ever. Yeah, sponsored by yeah, Guinness. Guinness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was your your, your motoring moment. Um, we might start with your. Uh, before we talk about Mondello, and there is actually something I'm going to put you on the spot. A little bit now, but more so later. You've been you've had a walk around the showroom um, before we started yeah, recording. It's beautiful. You've been looking at some amazing cars. Um, at the end of the podcast, you have to tell us the car that you want to bring home. Unfortunately, we can't give you the keys, but there's so so much amazing machinery here. As I look around, I, I well, I can't see past the giant Amazon outside the window. But slightly subtle. Gene. But uh, there's an M3 Euro, uh, Euro or Europa Meister yeah. outside. There's um, a Ferrari 348. There's all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, yeah. You have, we're going to put you okay. on the spot at the end. So I'll have, have a good think, think between now and then. But we want to talk about your life as a motoring journalist. Um, sure. First of all, because um, that might be how, how people are more familiar with your name. Um, 
your kind of pathway into that wasn't the traditional way, was it? No, it, I kind of fell into it um, through work in Mandela Park. So a, a journalist at the time, Connor Toomey, I owe a lot to, uh, back in, it would have been the end of 2010, um, Connor used to come down when he'd have a hot hatch or a high performance car and he'd say, can I go out and do a few laps? And he was a good driver, still is, and uh, he'd drive the car, get the feel of it, and I'd go out sometimes help him with some of the shooting for photos and for video. And then one day he said to me, uh, I'm giving up the game, I'm taking up a full-time job doing press and PR for the journalist with uh, a motor manufacturer with Fiat and Alpha. So he said, uh, would you like to take over as motor and editor to do the reviews for the Irish Sun? Said, get paid sure. to drive cars. Yeah, I said, sure, how, how <laughs> could they do that? I, I don't yeah. know how to write about them. And he said, look, you know how to drive them. And more importantly, he says, you can describe what it's like. So, you know, if the car is, you know, twitching or it's behaving yeah. badly, what's good in the car and what's bad mm. in the car? And he says, I'll help you with the writing. He said, for the first few, send them over to me. I'll have a read of your proofread it and then we'll send them in so I said, absolutely like it's a great opportunity and it can blend with the job too because you know I could help get Mandela's name out where it needed to be so uh, yeah it took from mm-hmm. there and it was, it was straight away I took to it like it took to water I loved it mm. did find it right and difficult at the start but it's like anything the more that's, you do yeah that's the more my you big get. that was my big fear I'd say for years that was my dream job to be a motoring journalist except I can barely spell my own name so as I said I can describe it but trying to put it to paper Oh, yeah. thanks. That's, that's where sub editors come in. For so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic. And then from there, I was uh, did that for two years, and mm. I was away. I'll never forget. It was in Portugal on a press launch, and I was approached by uh, Michael McAleer, the Irish Times, who'd be very well known, mm. very well respected um, motoring journalist, and asked me would I jump ship and come and write for them. Um, but I think Michael secretly really wanted me to get in because he knew with the track end but we had some ideas and plans for some reviews there so it took off from there um, and in, uh, did that quite uh, a lot like up two to three trips a month abroad um, but mm. then in the last few years I've, I've pulled back basically because it just it took over too much time and yeah. it's, it's fantastic and it's been great well, how do you balance experience yeah, everything I trying to balance I still had a full time job <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but um like I'm always curious how, how does it work like do, do brands come to the journalists looking for cars do you go to them like how does that work the, yeah, that the, relationship yeah at the start you have to really introduce yourself to the brands get to know the key people um, and then certain outlets so if, you, if you're a national newspaper the brand will automatically be going to you and saying here we have this new car out here's the new 560 SEC let's yeah, yeah. You know, make sure we get you in. They book you into slots. Um, mm. uh, so it's very hard to break into if you're independent. So if you just had your own little outlet. Uh, but, you know, brands are very good at, at giving out cars initially. It's just then to build up that trust and relationship. You know, you have to remember you're representing the brand for the week. It, by all means, you need to be honest. If, the, if mm. the car, as I always said, there's no point saying every car is great. Try and keep in with all the PRs. That won't really buy any. Well, that's uh, that's what I'm always yeah, curious yeah, about. I'm always is like, curious about that as yeah, well. how honest? Because you know, is is it difficult for you to be critical um, about a car when you know you ultimately want that same company it, to give you the next you know car, yeah, car next week? Absolutely. But I've I've I think in all the years I've only had one phone call from a manufacturer which said that it was extremely harsh. Uh, review and I said on, look what was I, it what was it <laughs> can, you, can you say there's a lawsuit because I really want to know what this shit car was it was a diesel engine in an Opel and I said look do us a favour go and drive the competitor engines see what you think of it but I said it's agricultural and it was agricultural yeah. and I knew there was one coming a few months down the line uh, which I think came out in a mocha I could be wrong but mm. the new diesel came out down the line a 1.6 diesel and it was world apart and I remember getting back on the phone and saying 
brilliant. Now you just have yeah. an engine. Now yeah. it's worthy. I didn't lie. You know, it, it, that's what you can't do. And another yeah, one was to. came to mind was like an IS two hundred, and I said it was a lovely car. If you don't want, you know, a three series and you don't want an A four, be different. Go out and buy it. But you want to have very small children because there's no rear legroom in no, an no. IS. And, and we're also horribly slow. For the six-cylinder engine that was in it, we were a dog and yeah. we're an animal on juice. But very, very comfortable. And yeah, like yeah. The, that's it. You, you know, it's a lovely car, something different, very comfy, but there is no rear legroom. Yeah. So it's just to get the balance. But the main thing is to be truthful. Um, and there's no point talking, going too depth into uh, how a, you know, a Renault Scenic handles on back roads. You know, it's not no designed for that. Not it's for the school for that. Run, <laughs> yeah. you know. It throws it, kill yeah. children from the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, it, is the, this is where, where uh, uh, writing ads for uh, the Dean Motors stock differs. You can't write a bad review of the car that you're selling. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> so, you. Every, every car, car is, is every car here is brilliant. Every car is God, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking out the window here and I definitely can't see a bad car. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Thanks, thanks. You're not Ian. leaning back far your enough. Check, your check is in the post. <laughs> Cheers. I'm afraid to move in case my wallet falls out in my pocket and Simon grabs it and tries to sell me something. Well, actually, I have a car here, Ian, that <laughs> yeah. I'd like to sell you. Yeah, well, moment. actually, that's the snag with what I said earlier about picking a car. You, you actually have to pay so for the car before you leave. That's the caveat. I should have mentioned that. Um, you mentioned uh, that trip to Portugal. Um, you must have been in some brilliant junkets. Uh, there's, 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 I believe, one uh, great story involving ice driving uh, oh. on, a, on a frozen lake. That's correct, yeah. Back in, that was 2014. I was very lucky. Uh, went over for launch of the Audi S1. Nice car. Uh, nice car. I, um, I haven't driven one. Simon, have you driven one? No, but they're, yeah. they're great car. They're fucking cool. Yeah, lovely car. They're really, was they're cool. really we went over, now, actually. Went over to uh, Frozen Lake in Sweden. Uh, and it was only myself and one other journalist uh, from another paper. So, it, Happy so the way to, Pardon? Yeah, Happy great. Days, yeah. So the way the press trips would work, there could be 12 journalists go and you, you'd normally know in advance who's going and um, you're always kind of as soon as you find out who's going you're on to your, your, your close contacts going yeah. right Simon I hear you're going can we pair together because when you arrive at the airport you'll be given a car and you might be driving from there to a, to a location so you, you want to be with someone you trust to drive because as I found out some, some of the drivers would be a They're, bit hairy and if you're in a sports car fine if you're driving the latest yeah, trying to, like trying to prove a point nearly yeah and that's how, how it works yeah, like you don't just get given the keys to a ferrari and off you go by yourself for the day you're, you're paired no up, on the abroad yeah. trips you're paired yeah mm. so it's two per car and then you just swap over at there's plenty of rest stops and coffee stops and all it's like it's really I'd say good you've met some interesting characters that but, way uh, you've met some very interesting <laughs> characters had some scary moments over the years and some fantastic oh, routes but the sweden trip in particular yeah. was fantastic there was just one other journalist we got on great um, went over, got to do the S1, but on a frozen lake. Like the lake was, Mondello would fit in a corner of the lake. It's wow. huge. Oh, and it's just I'd, the love to do that. Track. I'd love Fantastic. to do it. It's one of the experiences in the 911s. There's there a few is. people yeah, yeah. offering where, it. I would where, do it. Where did he, is that in Norway? Do you do that? I think it's. I think it is. Yeah. 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 Is it Paul Stevens? I think Paul Stevens does it. Richard Tuttle does it as well. Tuttle, that's yeah. it. Tuttle, Tuttle does it. Yeah. 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 Tuttle does oh, it. It's really good. But while we're talking about the S1, is it a good car? It is a good car. It's a it's a bit like... Is it like a small GTI? Sure, I was just going to say, it's just a smaller version of a GTI. Yeah. Um, it's probably a bit more character in it, a bit more fun, uh, I'd say, on a back road. Uh, I really liked it. You don't see any of them over no, here. No, well, you see the value of them now. I was mm. only I was only looking at one recently. Like, it'd be 35, 40 grand for yeah. one of them now. Mad money. Mm. Like, But again, is it a modern classic? Yeah, it probably yeah. is. It's probably like the, the Yaris YR, like... So we did the launch, yeah, what was it go like back to that on the lake. So we did the S1 on road, then we went out on the lake, and then 
Audi had some heritage fleet and a special guest. So when we got to go out and drive an no. original Audi Sport Quattro short wheel based road car, really rare. What a car. Got to drive that. So what a sound. <laughs> took care of that initially on the lake and then we got up to speed and had some fun. But what's it like to think, uh, sorry, the fuck me, man. That is, a <laughs> that is like, that's one of my dream fucking The bleep machine Jesus is going Christ, to be uh, an overload car. for this episode. I'm sorry, but jeez, how good is that? Yeah, oh, it's man, fantastic. What a car. Yeah, Jesus, lovely so car. It's proper, and, like, proper old school, heavy steering, you know, it's, it's heavy gear chain clutch and you could adjust the diffs and all on it inside. Oh, oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Dirty. Really good. And then they had and who, who was the legend? Who the was legend the... was a, a well-known rally driver, as you should know, of Stig Bloomquist. Yeah. And he was there with a Bottom Group man. B Audi Quattro. So he brought us for passenger runs on a stage that they created through a forest, which again was all frozen. Yeah. Could not believe, and studded tires, but I could not uh. believe how fast anyone could drive on snow in those conditions. With no pace notes, me sitting there laughing, trying to record with my phone. <laughs> and he just sat there. <laughs> Plain faced and off he went, but he was a gentleman. That's what always gets me. So like motor racing, you know, you're on a circuit, you've got runoffs, there's tire barriers. I know uh, people who rally and there's probably people who are, who, who are listening uh, that are rally men. Like it's a totally different discipline. And actually just to come back to the aforementioned Richard, Richard Tuttle, who was an amazing um, uh, circuit racer, his roots are in rally driving. He swears that rally drivers make the best racing drivers Stig Blomkett Blomk I can't even say his name yeah. um, I just say it fast he's an <laughs> amazing <laughs> circuit racer As he, he's, he's driven a Goodwood multiple times he's multiple yep. winners he's like what age is he? Oof. well in the, in the 60s 70s 70s yeah he's amazing Possibly, yeah, he, what a, what he a hero that. yeah man yeah, fantastic. Legend. So, Legend. so just you need to elaborate a bit more on some of the the the, uh-huh. the benefits, the, the the stuff that you're plied with on junkets. Like, is it all lobster and champagne? Uh, you, do you get put up in the best hotel rooms? Just give us a bit of an insight into it. Are they are they are they? Really you do, warm? I suppose. Uh, uh, there's an element to that because each manufacturer there's a standard there. It would always be five star hotel and it would always be a suite, not a room. And it's a bit mm-hmm. of a waste because your wife's at home. You know, you're on your, you're there for, you might be flying in. It's not all as good as it sounds because you might be out in a flight, you know, a six yeah. o'clock flight in the morning. Then you've got all day long to get there. You could be going to Spain, but you might have to fly through Germany because you're on a charter flight because it's an Audi trip or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not all as glamorous as it seems, but yes, it's very luxurious where you're there. You're well fed, you're, you're brought out. Um, but I would say there's also some great times and really, really, I must give a mention, one of my favorite really my favourite journalist to be away at the, when I did them a lot over the earlier years of doing the journalism was with Philip Nolan who writes uh-huh. um, in the Irish Daily Mail um, and Philip is a, a really really good journalist but Philip's also great crack you know because That's what you some, want. Of the, some of them what would be great you'd have your dinner and then at each table would be someone from the manufacturer so it could be the designer of the car with you could be the engineer of the car okay. which is great because you get so much information out of it mm. and there's no point asking I say at a press conference when everyone's there if you've got a good question keep it to yourself because then everyone they'll have you give the, them the insight put in their, yeah. they put the answer <laughs> yeah. in their article yeah. so that's when you get them at the dinner but then after the dinner sometimes you know it could be a bit long day and tired and stuffy and then Philip would look at me I'd be looking at him right come on we're in Munich go down the road here we know a few bars go in and relax have a few beers and you just chill off and, it, and they, they, they're the best ones but some of the locations certainly are stunning wow. but there's an awful lot of travel in it yeah but uh, so, Simon have you been uh, anywhere as far flung as Sweden on your road trips what's the what's the coldest destination you've um, been to, or have you been to any cold destinations in your epic so road went trips to, uh, went to Slovenia once was pretty damn cold when we were in Slovenia picking <gasps> up a car it was in kind of this is a car that's that is actually, that's yeah, actually that, outside that is, that's a car that's a Ferrari outside the Ferrari 348 GTB picked that up in oh, yes. picked that up in Slovenia and drove it back and I remember I remember mentioning my brother James came with me and um, we had to transfer through Amsterdam and we flew into Slovenia anyway cut a long story short I remember 
it was a lot of money at the time for me and I was like I must keep it really easy on the way home and I was kind of I said to him look let's just get this car home let's just make sure nothing goes wrong with it anyway after sitting there at 70 mile an hour for about 20 minutes I was like ah fuck this <laughs> flat out 170 mile an hour and I remember I remember him with the camera just zooming in onto the onto this not the speedo the um the sat nav just watching it and I just remember thinking to myself, if a tire blows out here, this is it. But what a way to go. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a text message, I think, coming in or, or a, a photo of a Speedo, I yeah. think, from that trip yeah, uh, coming yeah. in on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, I'm being very jealous. Um, Ian, have you, you've reviewed Ferraris, surely. Have you been to any trips? To, haven't, to... I haven't got to. Actually, the place I'd like to go to would be over to Modena. Um, mm. have, haven't been over there, but certainly drove some. And uh, yeah, some high-powered cars. There, there must be some cars that you just never want to give back. Or, so, or are there? Or are there? <laughs> yeah, no, most you want to give back because well, you have them for a week. So the way it works is the press cycle is Monday to Monday. Um and it, the great thing about doing it initially, I thought, sure, you, you know, you don't know in a day. You drive a car and you might initially not be after Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, you're like, I'm not that fond on it. By Thursday, you're like, are you really into this? God, this is surprising. It does take a while. Yeah, it and it's the stuff that surprises yeah. you. Like one that's always sticks out to mind was Suzuki Swift. I couldn't, couldn't I, believe how I much love I love that car love driving around the back roads. Yeah fantastic chassis wow. like it's oh great handling surprising yeah and i'm going like someone wants a cheap affordable second-hand car small car go and look at a suzuki swift because there's put a smile on your face every time you're driving yeah, kind of bomb, like the way a mini does bomb proof as well that's the mm. other side of it so so far simon's new stock list from next week is going to include an audi yeah. s1 and a suzuki, suzuki swift, swift. Yeah. So <laughs> i want the one on with the stripes of the bonnet that's one. The one there the are plenty of, of others out there but it's just <laughs> yeah some things you drive you initially go i wouldn't like this and then you do now obviously yeah you get something like a brand new rs6 or something you don't want to give that back but yeah, yeah. um there's there's uh a, a category of car that we uh, are loath to talk about, and this podcast is obviously geared towards petrol heads. So forgive us, but we have to talk about EVs because they are taking over, uh, rightly or wrongly. Um, have you a broad view on whether EVs really are the answer, Ian? Like, have, think, you, have you driven I any think good ones? Like, Evo, what's yeah, I've driven plenty of EVs. I did a trip actually uh, with a, another colleague of mine, Justin Delaney, and uh, we drove to. What are we now? 2021. So I think it was 2018 or 19. We did a thing just to prove about range anxiety. So we yeah. took a Tesla Model S and instead of just taking it down to Cork or Kerry, we, we, we drove to Austria uh, and we did it pretty much with just an overnight in France just to prove what there's no big deal, you know. But the mm. big thing about that was it is a big deal in Ireland because the charging yeah. network isn't up the to where it is. Point in isn't up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as we got off the, fr the ferry in, uh, I was going to say Rosslea, when we got off the ferry in Cherbourg, like we just plotted in where we needed to be that we went flat out yeah. pretty much within the speed limit and uh <laughs> so the, the wink there the, thanks the, for that. The, the model s would just say depending on how hard we were driving it would say like you need to stop for a charge in 80 kilometers and then as we're driving it would say oh no you need to stop sooner but here's here is a location for you so they have superchargers everywhere and they're 140 kilowatts so yeah. you just pull in and like after driving two and a half to three hours yeah you, you want need to stop, stop for a bit yeah. anyway yeah, 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 so that's yeah. what yeah. we found we were like well I need, I need to go to the toilet I need a coffee and we literally in stop for 20-25 minutes and that would give you a huge range because of the supercharger but is, is it realistic that EVs are, are going to outright replace the no. combustion engine because regardless of infrastructure I mean I just uh, to me the idea of having to stop and wait a few hours to charge something you know it's just not going no. to work. I um, personally like until, until you can actually pull into a yeah. garage and swap a battery out for a fully charged one. 
Well, you know. yeah, I think they, they'd suit different people. I mean, a, an EV wouldn't suit me, but it would suit my wife. She mm. drives about 20 minutes a day to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. minutes a day. my home. wife too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like mm. some, a small EV for her, like a Renault Zoe, you know, an ID3, something like that would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, but for me, no, or for you, that's traveling all the time. It just isn't practical because you don't have the time. I, Certain days, you don't have the time to stop and charge. Whereas as someone doing short enough journey has the time overnight to yeah. charge. I think there's, there's a phobia, isn't there? I think there's a oh, range phobia. Is a thing. There's range phobia. Yeah, yeah. And now like, I see the ID4 has 500 kilometers. I think they're they're saying in in, in the ID4, yeah. which which is impressive, but it's still like you know nothing. Range but, phobia. Yeah, it's a I thing. Mean, yeah. Um, rate, like Simon, yeah, but everyone drives around with their red light on. Saying they need to, <laughs> yeah, dude, and it, no on, one has a worry about driving around. At least I can around. pull in and fuel. <laughs> I drive around in cars empty all the time. Yeah, yeah. but it's just get out and push is the new hashtag. Yeah, yeah, not get out and drive. But I sent Simon over. Somebody works with us. He went over to collect an i3 that we sold to a customer. Oh, it's brilliant. He he hates me ever since for it. I think a trip that would have taken us say three hours in a car took him like nine hours he pulled into one charging point 45 minutes to get 20 minutes range you know what these slow slow charges and and, uh, uh, you know evs are creeping into the classic car world you know we see companies now converting um now there's an awful lot of uh, controversy over whether you're spoiling a classic car that maybe you know had a perfect uh working engine in it and you're now just gutting it to put in they're generally um, the Tesla uh, motors that they're putting into them. But uh, we see now there's uh, a new company um, uh, launched uh, just recently, Ava, which is based yeah. in uh, Paris Court in Wicklow. Yeah, yeah. And um, they they do convert uh, classic cars from what I can tell. I know that they were um, originally Electrify, I think was, was the original brand. Um, but uh, it's amazing, first of all, to see um, an Irish car industry actually you know that side of it actually starting in this country there's actually good, they're going to be manufacturing uh and producing this car in ireland apparently it's based on the c2 corvette i believe which is a nice shape and i think it's um uh really should have actually looked this up to to be uh more factual it's very, about it's it very informative. it's very informative, very informative. but there's research. very little information actually <laughs> there's very little information out there but um it's a new car um it's not it's so they're not just taking a c2 body and actually putting it's a brand new car based styling wise they have ian callum in, involved peter brock involved yeah. some big names involved um so obviously they they're see that there's names. a market i'm guessing it's the premium end of it but they're seeing a market in the kind of classic electric end of it how much is the car going to be well that's what i gotta know. yeah now i i think it's somewhere in the range of one to two million i tell you Ooh. what i do i just yeah. have an l ferrari f50 thanks they're all right <laughs> Oh yeah, but it, they, they, they had yeah. sp- they, they had well, speaking of Ferraris, they had their three hundred eight, 308, yes. Mondello, didn't they? Yeah, we did it down recently for a, a test with it and do some filming. Um, it's it's a tough one for me because I see a Ferrari three hundred eight and I, I want to hear it. Yeah, want to hear the engine in it. Mm. So I agree with electric cars and I, I, I can see you know why they're popular and gaining popularity. I, I, I but guess with the historic stuff, I don't know. It's, it's for me, I'd still rather. A Ferrari 308 with a a petrol engine in it, but... You're talking about two different groups of people, really. I mean, there's the people like us who want the classic car because it smells like petrol, because it's noisy, because it breaks down, and they love uh, changing points or whatever. Um, And then there's the person... Uh, you know, who lives in London, who gets the congestion charge and doesn't want to drive in a a Toyota Prius and wants to drive in a 308. It's a market for everyone, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, Different (sighs) strokes, I suppose. Um... You, uh, Ian, we've talked about cars you've reviewed. Um, I know that you have a load of cars yourself. Uh, you have arrived in a, a Mark V GTI. 
Yeah, that's kind of daily driver, yeah. With DSG? DSG, yeah. Second made, made Mark some lovely pops and bangs as you were pulling in. So it's the, yeah. second one, the second one you've had, so you must actually, you like them, I suppose. I do like them, yeah. yeah. yeah as, a, as a daily kind of car, they're brilliant. For value for money to fuel economy and performance, it's hard to match, and space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you have a couple of other interesting cars. You have a, you have a Land Rover, and we teased out on Instagram, you have an E46 M3. I do, yeah. Um, I yes. previously owned a Z3 M Roadster ah, in Estoril Blue. Roadster. Yeah. Well, Simon sorry, has sorry. Simon no, has wasn't my old car, was it? Sorry. Oh, why did I say Roadster? An M Coupe. Oh, yes. So, yeah, same sorry. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the Roadster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great you, car. You had yeah. a silver one there. Yeah. Uh, so I had an Estoril Blue with 42,000 genuine miles. Two owners from New uh, came from Bavaria and Belfast and I bought it up the north. And I stupidly sold it. I didn't have it long. I had it about a year and didn't how put up much mileage. How much did you sell it for, Ian? Uh, I think 22 at the time. <sighs> What, what, what are they year, going for now, Simon? What year was it? Uh, 99. Okay, so yeah, it was an S50. That's okay. You've only lost about it 15 grand. It wasn't the S52. Grand. No, not a 52. Yeah. But you only lost about 15 grand. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like the car. I love the look of it. it it's not appeals to everyone, the bread van look, but I do like it. But yeah, you're I'm right. I bought, I bought an E46 M3 a number of years mm. ago, which is steel grey, manual. Oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. And I actually is... bought it off a friend of mine. He, he, it was in his collection. He's a lovely collection. And it sat for like five years in his collection and it must have been about two to three years of that. I, every so often I'd be in the house and say, would you ever send me that? Would you ever send me that? And he had an, he has a CSL as well. Nice. And uh, I would have liked the CSL, but it was a bit too expensive for me to buy. So uh, Did you he, see the Harry's Garage video? Yes. No. Where he, he drove a manual CSL. converted oh, CSL? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The noise. Yeah. Speaking of induction noise, induction again, noise. it's the theme. Yeah. Today's, uh, yeah, you have to drive a CSL for induction noise. They're unbelievable. Mm. And I have thought about getting, you can, there's a couple can, of companies yeah, in the UK. Can, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's expensive. It's about two grand, but, but it's uh, it is. You, you have a couple, sorry, Simon. So I think it's, for me, it's the best M3 out there. Yeah, I still like. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like the it is the end of it is. Yeah, the, like you go yeah, to so the, the ninth six cylinder. It's, it's the last of the naturally aspirated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even it's like a fantastic the, I know they had the V8 afterwards, right? But oh yeah, yeah. But it just V8 it was, never did it for me. I don't know what it is. I just that straight well, six. The straight six is synonymous with BMW, so it's yeah. uh, and that's why the the uh, M Coupe I'm sure is one that you want to hold on to. Yeah. Um, for that reason, it's sort of that end of of that era where everything Real has mechanical. Sort yeah, the, of the feeling, yeah. the gearbox, feeling yeah. the clutch, the steering, everything is that. Uh, you know, it's just before they lost their analog sort of feel. And real modern classic, they've really gone up in value, big yeah. time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love it. I, I'm not going to sell that car. It's you sure? Uh, you have a nice couple car. of other uh, <laughs> things that you plot around in, though, don't you? Um, yeah, well, the Mark V I'd use pretty much daily between that and the Pajero. So I have a short wheelbase Pajero, which is good for what year? use for towing. It is 03. Okay. Great workhorse. That's what it is, really. Mm -hmm. Like, it's clean. You know, it's tidy. It, it I love doesn't Jeeps. look like the age it is. I love these. And actually, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I don't have my glasses. I can't see Ian. I'm, it's great because the Amazon is parked right behind him. So I'm just looking at that pretty much the whole time we're talking. Um, <laughs> Talking about Evos. But, what a take from Pajeros. Remember the Pajero Evo? Yeah. yeah. You had it. Yeah. I had one of them. You oh, had one. Yeah. Did that turn out to be a tow vehicle for something in the end? Yeah. Actually, customer of ours, what a legend. He bought it so he could tow his other Evo to car shows with. <laughs> yes. And it's nice. just, ah, oh, they're deadly. They're really, it was actually yeah. the most alcoholic car I've ever driven on field, but <laughs> savage. The intake noise, it's a Myvec engine in it. Oh, it's deadly. 3.7, I think. Yeah, V6. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a cool car. Wow. Um, very cool. I remember when one was launched, there was actually one, Simon, where we grew up, there was a white one. Was there? Uh, lived on, uh, I, I think, at the top of Knockline Road. Yeah, I think I there, was, um, there was an Evo there. Um, I was crazy for Evos. Yeah. See, that was so exotic. I think there were only a couple imported yeah. into the country. Um, 
It, it is fair to say, however, Ian, that you have humble beginnings with your car ownership uh, yeah. story. <laughs> and not too dissimilar to Simon's starting point. Oh. Did you start it? Yeah. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> I had a boxy Starlet one litre, yeah, for my first car. Carburetor, four-speed, four-speed gearbox. She was four-speed, and yes. I put a tow bar on it, and I was towed a Formula V to Kirkstown with it racing. Really? Brilliant. Yeah. What? Yeah. Not it was the V it. backwards. Pardon? For, was the, did you, did you tow, tow the V backwards yes. to keep the weight yeah. up? Yeah. Okay, that's a sensible thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, mind it being sensible. Yeah, we said that first. I was like, no, I put it on a trailer. You didn't reverse it, no? I also had a lovely Sorrento Green 1.9 205 GTI. <gasps> yeah. Again, should have kept did it. Did you have a Sorrento think... Green one, Simon? I did have a Sorrento. I think Sorrento I drove Green that. Was, was a limited or... edition. Was it 1.6 or 1.9? 1.9. Oh, okay. it's yeah. 300 of them made, I think, in that colour. Yeah, well, you could have it for interior. about two grand. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. That's I'd have the, a 205 GTI. Yeah, I, I like, would. The question for me, people always ask 1.6 or 1.9. The gearbox is better in the 1.6 because it's a shorter ratio, but the torque mm. in the 1.9 is a big difference. Before um, we move on to your, your time at Mondello, um, there's one last thing I need to talk about because this is topical for me too, and that is the topic of man sheds. So we are in Simon's uh, showroom at the moment, which is, the back, is at the back of his house. As man sheds go, this it's, is pretty epic. It's yeah. a glorified I'm shed. the other end of the spectrum in my tiny 20 foot by 20 foot garden with my 8 by 8 foot little shed I'm building at the moment um, so I can work on the aforementioned super cart. <laughs> um, but Ian, you're, you're, you have something on the go at the moment yeah. as well, don't you? Yeah, I'm currently. I'm, I, I come company, in here. You can talk about man sheds. I'm asking Simon about the doors, what make there. And I'm looking <laughs> yeah. around. I Everywhere I go clue. these days, if I see a building or a garage, I'm like looking at how it's constructed. So yeah, <laughs> mine's a... Uh, my manchet slash garage is well underway um, at the moment. So it's going to be, uh, my Sharon, my wife says to me, you're going to be moving the bed in because I was plumbing it there last week. So yeah. the, for that cat five cables going in and power and water and she's like you may put a bloody bed in it because you're, you're not going to be in the house anymore and i was like i probably won't no, be in the house with divorce there's always somewhere the, else to move you, you need somewhere to escape to you yep. do you need somewhere that's just your own space you can put your own shit up on the walls yeah. and uh have a beer that's the first uh, present i actually got from my shed i have a, the fridge and opener yeah, yeah, well, I have the beer fridge ready for it. So that's, yeah, that's the important. Well, well, maybe we'll do a future episode from your man shed. Yeah. Um, At I think least there is one of us drinking here today. Yes, yeah, I'm. I can walk home from here. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we have to drive. But when you come to mine, I'll have a drink. Opening. <laughs> I'm on the water. Ian's on the water. Um, but uh, yeah, let's 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 talk about your your time at Mondello because this year is your twentieth year working in Mondello. Yeah, scary, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Have an age today. Yeah. <laughs> um, but your your role is uh, operations and sporting director. You didn't start at that point, like, or did you? Yeah, I started instructing part-time. So I was back racing 2000, was in Formula Vs. Uh, 2000, 2001. I was doing rallycross mm -hmm. as well. I had a Ritmo rallycross before oh, I moved yeah. into 205s. Funny you say about 1.6s, I wrote off a few 205, 1.6s <laughs> in my time rallycrossing. They were disposable yeah. then. They yeah, were disposable. They were. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even the Ritmos yeah. when you think about ah, They were brilliant for rallycross yeah. because you know you could have a car with small enough horsepower but one thing on the tarmac and as soon as you hit say rallycross one it's sideways on the loose no matter what you're in it feels like you have a couple of hundred horsepower and yet the guys in the supercars did have a couple of hundred horsepower putting out five six hundred horsepower so i've, I've done some amazing. passenger laps um at a rallycross or wasn't a rallycross it was a rally sprint um uh i, I in a very fast uh, mini 140 oh, horsepower mini uh with simon evans and my god the crack is uh, unreal i couldn't get over the change of direction you know the hairpins yeah. and stuff something i'm not used to with the circuit racing side of it um it's phenomenal fun i'd love to drive something loose 
um, uh, I think like it's that. Yeah. yeah I would prefer I mean I don't get me wrong I love racing but the rally cross it's probably it's the gives me the biggest smile if you actually go and do a rally cross and you can go out in fiestas at the moment 1.25 ZTEC fiestas but it doesn't matter because they're all equal because there's you know all around you is fiestas the same but the power is or not the power sorry yeah. the fun the power is irrelevant <laughs> is what yeah, I was going to say the power is irrelevant because there is none yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It feels like you're more than you have on the loose, but the fun factor, Ed, you come in and you're just, oh, it's just a laugh. And this is where racing or track days, you know, um, sometimes get lost on people because they think, well, I have a nice car for the road, like, you know, and I can drive it fast on my favorite road. Why would I want to, you know, what, what am I going to get at driving? And I know a few people like this, um, but it's the feeling of a car being on its limit, even if it's a Fiesta on mm. crap tires or if it's the Lotus Exige outside, it's the feeling of something being on the limit is the fun, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And being in control of it. Being or in control. Trying, trying to be in control but, of it. But also you can exploit the car and get to learn to handle in, in a safe and controlled environment. You can't do it. You know, I remember people think, oh, if you race cars, you're, you're doing what you do in work, you must be flying on the road. It's complete opposite. I'm probably quite slow on the roads. Yeah, same as me. And the other thing is it'll teach. I Like we do a great thing. We're trying to teach kids when they're driving with the early drive problem, safe driving. It's like, you know, simple things that race drivers do by braking before they get to the corner and when you turn in you're completely off the brakes but you're on the power you're driving through the corner whereas kids are coming on the back road or coming into a corner too quick then they lift the weight transfers and they're backwards through a hedge and Mm. they don't understand what happened but it's just it's physics of the car it is yeah um Sorry, you were asking me and I went off the point of how I started. Yeah, so That's kind of by accident, yeah. So when I was I was racing V's at the time, part-time instructing in Mondello and my the boss at the time, uh, John Morris, who was managing right yeah, there lovely for, guy. up until 2014, great guy, um, he said to me, could you come over? I called him over the radio um, in the race school. Could I come over and have a word with him at the end of the day? So everyone was kind of, oh, fuck, oh, what did you do now? <laughs> and I was trying to think who my customers were the last couple of weekends and today. I was like, I don't know. Did I do anything? So I went over and he just basically said, was I interested? This was in, yeah, 2001, would I come on full time? And I remember going home and saying to my parents, I just finished college that year, um, but I'd had a another side story is I crashed a V also that year, badly in Kirkstown and broke right. myself up. Oh, well. So I was out of action was for a long debtors? time. What? Was it on debtors? It was after debtors, okay. just when you're about to break, clipped wheels and with another single seater in a V actually went up in the air but when I landed it landed on its nose Ooh. so it was just before hands had come in needless to say yeah. I wear hands now yeah, uh, yeah. and have done since so uh, yeah broke two or vertebrae head restraint system I believe they're called now is it? what? a head, head restraint system yeah, yeah. Um, so it was prior to them so basically my head and neck went too far forward and it broke vertebrae between my, my shoulder God. blades fuck you're but, lucky um, yeah very, very lucky, lucky and got very good care because initially it was going to have to have loads of operations and steel rods and etc so, so it came uh, at a good time this, okay. this yeah uh, so it came yeah. so well, the funny thing was it wasn't what I was doing well I was doing um, what were you studying uh, in college yeah uh, management information systems so it was kind of computer Riveting. programming and business yeah, yeah. stuff but I came home and I said, oh, I'm offered a full-time job. And this was September. And I said, sure, I'll do it till Christmas. And then I'll go and get a real job. <laughs> Story did of I our think lives. I never left. <laughs> Little did I think it'd be here in 20 years later. And it's changed so much over the years. You know, we've gone yeah, through the years of, like I said, you know, the boom to then. That's, what I, that's, the, that's for me is, is something we have to talk about. Because um, my first race was in 2007, I think. Um and I would have considered that a, a, a you know a, a boom time. Yeah. Uh, the paddock was full. There's no denying numbers are dropping off with motorsport, and you're obviously seeing that that transition. Yeah. Like, it's not it's multifactorial. Obviously, it's not it, down to one. It thing. is, yeah. And I I think that's so interesting. Certainly for me, what's kept me, you know, John always said to me, the day becomes a chore. You don't want to go to work. 
then you need to look at doing something else. And it's very true, but we diversify so much because we're a venue. We're not just motorsport. We yeah. can't be, you know, because if we do, we'll just be left behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we get, you know, training, filming, you know, it's interesting some of the work that we do and people wouldn't say, hey, what goes on there? They don't think, they think we're closed Monday to Friday. Mm. You know, well, in a normal year, we're not. This year, unfortunately, we are with, <laughs> with COVID, but um, we're uh, we're open at the weekends for, for, for walkers and we're getting loads of locals in and they're going, geez, I was, like if I lived down the road all my life and I was never idea. in it. Yeah. So, uh, but it's great. And yeah, it gets it's them on board for a noise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yes. No, no, yeah, we won't mention that. <laughs> when we get back on, they'll be happy. <laughs> well, like we've loads of cycling events, which we've had, like, you know, I'm talking yeah, pre-COVID yeah. times and we've leagues. We're going to have a 24-hour cycle race this year. So it is, it's interesting. Driving experience is a huge thing. Um, for us both business terms but also in running mm. um, the, the venue and it's exciting like we have a great partnership with BMW you can come you know you can come and drive a brand new BMW M2 competition the new M4 has arrived which is yeah. out is that an offer oh thanks yes right. yeah. we'll see Brilliant. about you yeah. Yeah. actually I might be able to use my 30th birthday present that you gave we look me. after it yeah that was more years ago than we care to remember yeah. you mentioned about the, the diversification and one of the uh, attractions that has grown and developed over the years um owing to the aforementioned uh, late martin brain is the martin brain collection of classic or yeah. uh, sorry of racing cars in the museum um and you have driven uh, quite a few of these I, amazing cars yeah um, just to, yeah, to, 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 to name i won't name check some of the specific ones but just to give if you've never been to the museum please go uh, next time you're at mondello if it's open um there are indie cars formula one cars uh f2000s there's group c le mans yeah. cars sports cars yeah. uh, sports car amazing stuff in there amazing history take American the time stuff. go around and read the history of them um but we can't um not talk about uh, well, there's one, one car, two cars in particular I want to talk about. You might want to bring up a few others. Um, but you had the honor of driving uh, at Goodwood, the Festival of Speed in 2018? 2019. 2019. In uh, a Lola. Speed. There was a Lola yeah. uh, Indy car. This is not just any Indy car. It's from 1967, Correct. driven by the one and only Jackie Stewart. Yep. So, um, Jackie Stewart. So, so Jackie tell us about this car. Pardon? I, tell us about it. I've heard it. Yes. I, I've seen it go around, but yeah, what you'd the nearly hear it from find? Simon's garage here <laughs> that you would, from Goodwood. Yeah, that's a 1967 Alola uh, T92. It's called a Bose Fast Seal uh, IndyCar. So it runs a 4.2 4. liter V8 engine, but it runs on methanol. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. So that's the only thing I don't like Your about the car sting. because I was terrified, like, you know, if, blow if, up? if it went in fire, like, you know, you're it's an invisible flame that's the problem with methanol yeah. so you're dancing around and people are laughing at you they don't realise you're on fire <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the only hat just it. go dancing again yeah. <laughs> but it's it's an awesome car and it was just a huge honour to drive it one to drive at the festival of speed I've been over to a few times but then to drive that car up the and hill. drive up the hill and like, is, is it as narrow as it looks it's quite narrow. It's okay. The flint wall is mm. the is the one you just have to be careful of because yeah. it kind of darkens need... as you come into it with the trees. You just go into shadows, so you just it's very easy to clip the flint wall. Thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. But you didn't. <laughs> but um, uh, and you, and you don't want to go up too slow. Yeah, we got to go up a good few times. Yeah, yeah we did two, t- twice Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, I couldn't do 
So at the time, um, so Martin sadly passed away in 2018, mm. um, and uh, Martin's uh, wife Susan was had her birthday, a, a special birthday that weekend of the Good Festival Speed. Okay. So I had to, after the morning run on Saturday, I had to dart off to London, but we had a I had a good substitute in a driver you might know, three-time Indy 500 winner Dario Franchitti. Yes. So he drove yes. the car up. <laughs> what probably, a man. probably made. Legend. I thought I was going a fair old pace up the hill, and then yeah. probably watched Dario go up the hill in it. He went up uh, a lot quicker than I did. But uh, he, <laughs> he's, uh, a, he's legend. He's a serious yeah. pilot. Yeah. he's point. driven he's so driven many cars yeah, so many, yeah absolutely fascinating his uh, history yeah he's had some whopper cars God. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely yeah. well the car is fantastic and it went great all weekend and got up the hill got up a good pace too because you don't want to be slow but then you also don't want to uh, crash to, to ditch it yeah I remember yeah. we're in the, the like Goodwood's fantastic you're bumping into all these like heroes you know and especially guys in the older years you know in older age mm. that you would have been watching as a kid of course and we were I was up with uh uh, Mrs. Brain and uh, we were watching um, the run on the telly we were up at the there's like yeah. a driver's lounge training that hasn't been there that you, you guys have been there great areas hospitality and we're literally just having a coffee and a break and live feeds around the room and screen and we were looking and there was a car went off quite heavily um, at Malcolm into the oh yeah at the left hander yeah into the straw bales yeah. and uh, she looked at me and said how could that happen like, like how could you go off and, and damage a car and I'm looking at her going Oh, uh -oh. quite easily happened. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah. note to self, make sure not who to was go it? too Do you remember who it was? I no. think that was during the shootout. I, yeah. have a vague I think memory it actually might have been a Lancia. We were only talking about Lancias earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it could have been okay. um, a Lancia, a Delta Integral. One of yeah. those rally, group it, B rally it, ones. It, it's an infamous corner. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually never been to the Festival of Speed. Simon and I have been to the Revival in 2019. Um, but the members meeting is the other absolutely yeah. amazing um, event at Goodwood. It's on the circuit. And it's sort of the VIP version of the revival, so it's it's a uh, uh, generally old cars. I think it's better than the revival. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, yeah you get around. You, you can see. A, you know, the revival. The spectacle yeah. is is amazing. The atmosphere is amazing. If you want to get from one side of the circuit to the other, it takes you half a day. At the members' meeting, it takes you ten minutes. You can literally just uh, you know run across the great access um, in the paddock and everything. Um, and you were there at the year that I was most recently here, the seventy-seven MM, because yeah. you were driving another car from the collection, which was yeah, which is my favorite car from the collection, uh, the BMW M1 Pro car. So oh. it's a very oh, special a car. car. It's yeah. Just serious. Have you driven a road yeah. version, Simon? No, or I haven't. Unfortunately. There are Frank Keane uh, Frank had Keane one, didn't one, yeah. he? Yeah, he's there's, there's, car, there's, yeah. there's another up. There's another car I think up north in a private collection. Mm. Um, but the, the the race car, like just, so just briefly, the history of that car is quite interesting. So very if for people who don't know, this was a one make series that ran alongside the Formula One Championship in yeah. what year? 1979. 1979. Um, and so you had Formula One drivers of the era. Uh, on the weekend of the of, yeah. the of the of the Grand Prix, Correct. would in the morning time all go out in the same one make series BMW M1 Pro cars oh, and race against each other. God, go have their lunch and then go and and, and race the Formula One race. Yeah. Or was it the same day or or same weekend? Uh, same weekend. So same most weekend. Of the so time was, I think it could have been the same day as you say. It was I think in the morning. Was. Yeah. So this car was when driven by this was driven by German legend Hans Stuck. What a legend! Actually, a yeah. funny story remind me about Hans Stuck. The weekend we went to Goodwood. So the reason they were in Goodwood was. It was celebrating 40 years of the Pro Car Championship. So there was a yes. good few of them there. BMW Group Classic were over with a couple of cars. Mm. We were there with ours and a few other uh, privateer owners were, were there. The car is uh, very special. W was very special to Martin and to the Brain family because, um, I say, Hans Stuck 
won the Privateers Championship in it in 79. Oh, but, it actually won? The, yeah, yeah, oh, won the Privateers Championship in it. But then um, Martin raced that particular car in Le Mans and won his class in Le Mans in 1984. Um, when the car was five years old, just to put that out there. Yeah. Then a five-year-old, he won his class. And in Le Mans, like, that's yeah. fantastic. So There's a brilliant story behind that. We won't. Get, we don't, probably don't have time to delve into the no, story, but there's story a brilliant behind story behind, behind that. He must have been a serious pilot, in all fairness, was he? Martin. Yeah, yeah, he was a good driver, excellent driver. Yeah. Like, especially sports cars was his thing. We're just huge fan of sports cars. Yeah. Why we so many in the museum? Yeah. And then obviously his connections with Lola. We could, yeah. we could go on we forever. Could go on forever about but that. But the uh, that, yeah. that's why that car is special because he won his class in Le Mans. Fantastic car. And then the opportunity to buy it didn't or didn't arrive till a few years later. But okay. a really interesting story how he got that drive in Le Mans. We must uh, talk about sometime. Yeah. So the idea in Goodwood was to celebrate forty years of the uh, M1 Pro Car Championship. Mm. And so you, so you got to, so this is, there were demonstration laps. Um, demonstration you know, laps, yeah. There are obviously races. The <laughs> first, the they first, they've had Group E cars over the yeah. year. They've had Group 5 touring cars. So this was the demonstration yeah, um, this, for that year. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, when you thought it was parade laps, you thought... Yeah. Well, I thought demo laps. Around. We, well, at our historic festival and classic car shows over the years, we do demo laps and we put a safety car out in the front and you just make sure no one gets out of hand. And to be fairly tame, but they're far from tame over there. But very interestingly was the, well, not interestingly, but we had a slight gearbox clutch problem with the car and we didn't really discover it until we were about to go out for the first run on the Saturday. Just so what you want. Ended, yeah, up, ended up having to start the car in park or paddock assembly and in gear. And... Uh, <sighs> So he's kind of on the starting gear and when it caught, it caught. But as I caught, it went out the gate and I daren't lift as I went on track because I just didn't want it to stall. So I literally went out like a drifter. He went sideways. Out behind the and safety everyone car. everyone thought this guy must be some pilot. I tell you, people I'd have said, he, he, they're not having him back in Goodwood. He's a lunatic. Yeah. But I, I was just like shitting it inside going, just get this car going. All the family were there. You know, it was very special to them. It was yeah. special to us. Yeah. It was my 40th birthday that year and I just said, this is amazing. I like, get to do this in Goodwood yeah. so we went around the pace was far quicker than I thought it'd be but it was I've okay i the onboard I saw yeah. some of the onboard it was yeah, okay but I was kind of held up a little bit at times and that was fine we went around came in and then uh, got chatting to the guy the guys beside me in the cars one was mm. um, Char- Charlie March Charles March's son yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely guy uh, very very friendly got chatting to him he was driving one of the BMW Group Classics the other guy interestingly in the other Group Classic was Prince Leopold of Bavaria Yes, Prince Leopold von Bayern. That's it. Yes, yeah. whose name. name I once saw adorned on the door of a Mini Cooper S. Uh, good one. In 2009, he actually drove ah. a Cooper S. And I th- took a photograph because I thought that is the most impressive name I've ever yeah. seen. But well, he, yeah, tell us about, about... He was really good. He was sound. And uh, on the Sunday morning, he came over to me and he said, oh, I have had a talk with the organisers. Well, I can't really do a German accent, but... Very uh, impressive. He said, very impressive. we've changed the order. So whoever was up near the front of the safety car, I think I was fourth or something they yeah. weren't they weren't keeping up with the safety car the safety car okay, was gone okay. and he said I've also had a word with the driver we're going to have a we're going to give it socks today on Sunday and enjoy it and I was like yeah great because Saturday went well yeah. by the way once I got going the clutch was fine I could change okay, gears okay. just have to remember it's a dog leg gearbox so first oh, is where yeah. like yeah. second would be in a car <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I talk myself anytime I drive I'm literally talking through the gears to make sure I don't make a mess of it mm. uh, going through the gears good technique so I said oh grand grand who's driving the safety car he said oh you might know him Jochen Mass I was like wow. oh wow <laughs> and he was in a McLaren road car and Jochen so Mass got to, yeah, did keep not hold him. back he was so in a McLaren Sunday, road car so hang on were you first yeah. then no no you were no, second no, no. no I was in the, in the second or third on the Sunday okay I think it was third but 
fucking hell the first lap we were gone like we were I don't know what speed we were well up the revs in fifth which is out the out back, the back. only yeah. has five gears so yeah. I think it was around 150 odd mile an hour well the um, the Grand Touring cars um, are hitting 150 155 the fastest cars that generally are around and uh, good sound but the, the difference there, yeah. in the car from Saturday to Sunday so it like, came really alive the aero came alive and when you're coming in the gears, it was really popping and bang. Yeah. The car in front was an ex-Clay Regazzoni car and the flames coming out, you can really feel the heat <laughs> off them. Some fabulous photos from the yeah. event. And it's a, it's, I'll never forget it coming it's in. It's a very special place. Oh, it's very a very special, special place. Simon, you had your um, your first visit in uh, 2019, wasn't no, it, the revival? It, it, yeah, but I mean, like you talked to me about it for years. I was like, oh, yeah, it'd be grand. And when I went, I was just blown yeah. away. Yeah. So much so that that's the only reason I bought my ST. Because Which we need to talk about yeah, actually. Yeah. I want to complete a certain amount of races so I can go historic racing. Oh yeah, you're going to be coming racing there. Yeah, well, yeah. the mini race that that year. So when we went out doing the pre laps, so we were glued yeah. to the track to watch the mini race, and it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, which is which is yeah. Well, I don't. I could do a whole podcast just talking about how great they are to drive. <laughs> um, but um, I want to. I don't. I, I'm conscious of uh, people don't have hours upon hours to listen to us shiting on. Um, so uh, the, I, I did want to, to, to get to one crucial thing with Mondello, which is you mentioned earlier the pandemic um, and obviously you're still working uh, away at the circuit. But um, I want to know because I actually want to do some racing this year. Great. Um, and and uh, Simon, even though his Fiesta ST might not be in one piece right now, oh, needs to try and get some I'm racing very, this, in confident. this year. John Burke what, is what, setting the car up for me. What are you, um, Ian, what's the, what's the forecast for some racing in Mondello this We're year? We're going to have racing. We, we got racing in last year. We got four events for the cars. So mm-hmm. in a, once restrictions allowed, all done, really safe, really social distancing and all that. Actually, what we dis- discover was... A lot of the stuff we can do pre-event that we had to do, we can now continue to do. So, yeah. such as obviously your entries, but filling in, get you know your sign-on pre-done, all that kind of stuff. That stuff yeah. yeah. So mm. th- there's a lot of stuff that will help for going forward. But we will run. I've got a couple of variations of calendars. Wait until to see what the government announcements are on the fifth of April. We will be ready to start racing in May or June, whenever we can go. So ideally, like so, get your license like, renewed. Yeah, get yes. your license. Yeah. Get ready. Get the car ready because we're going to be running, and we'll have the his Fiesta Endurance six-hour race, which is always a great event uh, scheduled for the end of season in November. So we'll do that. that, that we have options there on dates. So we we'll get Actually, the there's a little story in. about the ST I need to tell just really quickly because Simon was, when, when, when Simon was initially talking about getting a racing car, we talked about the Fiesta series. And I said to Simon, go and buy Fiesta. And, you know, potentially we could get a few drivers together, do the six hour race. It looks like brilliant fun. And Simon texts me uh, a few weeks later and he says, I've just bought a Fiesta. Hang on, I'll send you a photograph. So I'm waiting to see this Z-Tech Fiesta. And he sends me a photograph of a Fiesta ST, a very different car, a very different championship. And I thought, oh, what have you done? Because actually, it is yeah, it's a highly competitive. It's a bit, it's a, more, it's it's a bit a, more serious than the Z-Tech. It's a little Z-Tex, bit more yeah. serious than the Z-Tech. So Simon is going to be thrown in the deep end. You've done some testing in the car, Simon. And actually, speaking of people's first impressions about um, driving a car on track and, and track limits, what, like it was two years ago. It's a year and a half ago now. It was Christmas deadly. 2019. What do you think? It was yeah. deadly. It was. Mm. Like, I bought the car sight unseen and um, arrived As you out. do. As you do, as you do, sports. Always buy your first racing car, so I don't see it. I bought it and we went out and it was on rubbish tyres. Believe it or not, there was a, a bent valve in the head. I think we were down 20-something brake horsepower. Yeah. But I had a great time. It was mm. brilliant. Um, I wouldn't like to be the people driving around me. So God help anyone <laughs> in the championship. We, put, we better put a big sticker on your car so they know. <laughs> stay away. Stay Simon will have points on his licence. There yeah. you go. Um, okay, so earlier on, we challenged you. You cannot leave here. Oh, yeah. Without the car, 
I forgot to really yeah, have you a yeah, yeah, no, you, you need to pick anything inside. Anything that's inside your showroom as well. We want you to tell us a little bit about why you'd want why you want that. Okay. Because and it would have to be that particular one where okay, because I see I see one that I know I'd like. Like I'd yeah, really the mic, the mic cable is long enough. Three, but not you, that one. you can you can you can the have a wander. It is lovely, yeah. but. You can wander out and have a, and have a look. The the mic cable might stretch, does it? To look outside. Uh, okay, I might need to Simon, name check a few of the cars, just a few of the things that are here. We've Cayman GTS, brand new one there. Yeah, beautiful. Um, we have uh, RS500 Cosworth. Yes, you do. Alpina, the B9 Alpina. We have Lotus Exige. We have Ferrari Mondial 348s. We have a couple of Porsches. I think. I know I said Don't no. say you're taking your Golf <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lovely GTI That is one there. you can take home with you, actually. You yeah. can't take any of the other ones home. Free of charge. Yeah. I very um, I know I just said I wouldn't be into the M3 because I was only talking to Simon earlier about an M3 and I would love an E30 M3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I, but I said that has leather. I prefer the ones with, with the suede oh, okay, seats. Okay. Yeah, we sold suede we seats. sold two recently. If with suede, suede, seats. suede seats, I'd say yes. Or it was a sport Evo, I'd yeah, say yeah. absolutely. Otherwise, um, I think it'd have to be the Cayman GTS. That car is for sailing. Beck is beautiful. That car is for sailing. Why? Yes, for Why, just yes. Yeah. seventeen thousand payments <laughs> of just six thousand a month. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be perfect. It can be everything yours. is for sale, isn't that everything the case? is for sale and everything works. Okay, well, yeah, hang back and uh, you can have a chat with Simon if you yeah. want. Yeah, go through the figures. Through you, the can, figures. Uh, Sorry, you can. You yeah. can mortgage your house. I do. I'll give you some fictitious details. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ian, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here as our very first guest Thank on you. the Car Lounge. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been very enjoyable. Thank you both. Good, and uh, we're looking forward to hopefully being able to visit Mandela Park very soon, be it as competitors or uh, as observers. And um, best of luck with everything uh, coming down the road with that. Thank um, you. That's it for another episode of The Car Lounge, Simon. Yeah, good job. Did you have a good time? I did. I was moderately impressed by the way you had prepared for it as well. It was good. It's all the keys in the preparation. The keys in the preparation. Yeah, exactly. You're very organized. Both of you. Well, thank you very much. Um, speaking of which, we will be back again the end of April yeah. for another episode of the Car Lounge. We will have another. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get a better guest than Ian Beatty, but oh, we'll have to try and See uh, the way one he up him. Sold you there. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, even at the end when he's done us the favor. Find someone better looking next. Yeah, time, but anyway. we will be back uh, in the meantime between then and now. Uh, get out and drive if you can yeah get out and drive for your essential journeys yep. within your 5k's um, do keep an eye on uh, Dean Motors on social media at Dean Motors Dublin uh, and on the Dean Motors website deanmotors.ie and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one <laughs>